Good morning. I'm Anna Marie, and it's time again for Focus. Today, we're talking about Ollieism. We'll tell you a little more about what that is, or a lot more about what that is, and about a new book written by Ty Garth, one of the co founders of Ollieism. Right now, we're talking to Dred Yehuda, a co founder of Ollie Life Youth Mentor Program. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. Now, explain to people, would you please, uh, what is Ollie Life? What is that all about, please? Sure. So, Ollie Life is a mentoring program. Um, Ollie stands for Only Living Life in Excellence. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been mentoring for 11, almost 12 years now. Um, age group between 10 and 17, mm-hmm. primarily. Um, and the goal is just to try and better our community. Uh, we want the youth to be better than we were when we were their age. And the idea is to just try and school them on various topics and try and promote positivity mm-hmm. and really encourage them to just be excellent. Is this uh, young ma- men? Yes, young men. Young men. Young men. That's because you, you're teaching them what you know about. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And I love that you said you're trying to teach them to be better than we were mm-hmm. at, our, at that age. Because a lot of times people will try and tell you how to do it, but they're trying to push you, tell you by pushing you instead of telling you by pulling you mm-hmm. and saying, I've been there. I can tell you how to walk this path. Definitely. So what are you able to tell a young man? What kind of things do you show them? What kind of things do you teach them? First, we want to make sure that they understand that being an adult sometimes is overrated. <laughs> and it's a lot of glitz and glamour. Um, and we want to try and give them something that's realistic. Uh, especially when you look at social media, you look at entertainment, a lot of times the youth tries to gravitate toward things that are not necessarily attainable or there's a small chance of those things being attainable and that's what they gravitate towards. Like what? Like having the nicest car Mm -hmm. or having big homes or having Mm -hmm. a lot of money or having this perception that being tough is powerful. Mm Mm-hmm. Those are not necessarily realistic things. And you can still attain those things without indulging in some of the negativity that we see. Like what? Like explicit lyrics for songs, having the idea that you have to be in the streets and selling drugs or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, you see in some of these neighborhoods. Those kind of things. You can get an education. You can get a good job. You can have more than one job or more than one hustle as long as it's something that's positive and supporting and encouraging your community. Mm-hmm. You can still attain all of those things, the popularity, the fame, the income. You can have all of those things, do it the right way. You mm-hmm. don't have to look over your shoulder. Best thing about it is you can get the respect that you really deserve as us being young princes and kings. We need to promote that and we need to treat each other as such. Yeah. And we can still attain those things. How does a young man go from being a young prince to a young king? experience. That's not something that happens overnight. Depending on who I'm talking to, I'm still a prince as well. I got you. So we understand that good leaders or good teachers are still students. I think that's very important. And it doesn't negate one or the other. Mm -hmm. Knowledge is power. So the more you know, the better you're going to be. Yeah. Where did you get your knowledge? Is did, Did just God give you some innate wisdom? Is it or were you like a kind of an idiot until you got to a certain point and something flipped you around? Did you did you go to school and you, you learned some things and you're like, OK, I'm going to start making this click in my life. Where did you get this? Because it's coming out of you mm-hmm. and you're using it now to uplift youth. Well, first, um, 
I was fortunate enough to have a wonderful foundation with both of my parents. Mm-hmm. Over the years, I did go to school, um, but over the years, I've always tried to keep positive men around me, mm-hmm. whether they were a little bit older than me or a lot older than me, um, because that's how you really learn. Mm-hmm. I think that we forget how important it is to have elders around since they have been through what you're either going through or Mm -hmm. know someone has been through those kind of situations. Even our co-founder, Ty Garth, who is a little bit older than me, I won't say how much, (laughs) but he's been a mentor to me, you know, as well as a brother and a supporter. And so when you keep positive people around you, Mm -hmm. uh, like we were talking about, you know, positivity begets positivity. Yeah. And you want to encourage that energy and you want to keep that kind of energy around you mm-hmm. because it will continue to fuel you to move in that in that direction. Yeah. I think that's really important. And the positivity begets positivity. That's part of where we're going with this book now. Tell yeah. me about the book that we've got here in front of us. Our illustrious co-founder and CEO of mm-hmm. Ali Life Youth Program decided to write this particular piece. I mean, he's wrote, written a few pieces prior to this one. Understanding that struggles are real. And the thing about this book, I think that's excellent that he did was he used his own personal struggles to try and help and support and encourage people going through similar things. Mm-hmm. So the book, Aliisms is pretty much that. Positive affirmations, daily positive affirmations to try and promote people to live their life in excellence and living life in excellence, meaning just being the best that you can be um, in any aspect of life. Everyone has their lane. It doesn't negate anybody else's lane because we are all individuals for a reason. That's yeah. why the most high made us the way he made us. And people need to embrace their individuality because they have something that nobody else has. I think a lot of kids don't feel that way. It's true. It's true. But, One of the things that we are noticing is society sets, for whatever reason, people feel like society sets those standards when we can make our own standards. You know, I'm not the tallest person. I'm not the lightest person, but I have something that nobody else has. And I need to take ownership of that. And I need to be proud of that. You know, God made me the way he made me and nobody else like this. That makes me feel amazing. What do you have that nobody else has, Dredd? Because that's how the kids feel. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do I have that nobody else has? How do you find that? Well, it's taking some time. Um, Of course, having those strong people around me have helped me. I have a different kind of confidence in myself, um, which I can't speak for anyone else's confidence, but this works for me. Yeah. And I'm able to shine um, what I feel like I'm shining. I think I'm the coolest person in the world. (laughs) I do. You know, and people might not, and that's fine as well, yeah. but this is me. I think I'm the coolest person in the world. And when I exude that kind of mentality, it rubs off on people. Oh. You know, um, God also gave me the ability to make people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And in the line of work that we do, that's very important, especially quickly. You know, right. you want people to feel comfortable around you. Um yeah. He gave me the ability to be a thinker and a researcher. And those are things and qualities that really not only help me, but help the Ollie program. You remember the Jack Canfield, the author of the chicken soup for the soul and things like that and all those 
kind of spinoff books. I interviewed him one time and he said to find your authentic self. He said, think of how you feel like you're most you Mm -hmm. and what you're doing Mm -hmm. when that happens. And so it sounds like part of the reason you feel like you're the coolest person in the world is like because you are doing your purpose. You're helping others. You're Mm -hmm. uplifting others. You're changing others' lives. Definitely. How could you not feel some better self-esteem when you're reaching out and you realize you actually do make a difference in this world? And those are some of the things that money can't buy. Those are things that whenever it's my time to leave this earth, those are the kind of things I'm going to be remembered for. Yeah. You know, not because I had the most money or didn't have mm-hmm. the most money. Yeah. But because Dredd made a difference in this world. Yeah. He touched a lot of youth. He touched young adults yeah. even. Those are the kind of things that will not only leave myself a good name, but it'll allow for my children to to have a foundation so that they can even continue on with what I'm doing mm-hmm. and be better than what I'm doing, what we're doing. It won't be like Dredd had the best Instagram photos. It's like no. Dredd changed my life exactly because he made me believe in myself and he helped me live my life better. That's it. It's, it's already happening. There are times when children that are in the program we deal with, you know, they'll call Mr. Todd before they call their parent. Ah. How powerful is that? Knowing the work that we're doing a young man will feel more comfortable calling us than to even call on his own parent. That is pretty that's big. That's special. Yeah, that's very special. I met Ty because we went to the same church, the Church Without Walls. Mm-hmm. Who who were the young men that came in? You, you were coaching them, the basketball team? Mm-hmm. I saw those young men loved him. Mm-hmm. They loved him. It almost brings tears to my eyes just thinking about it mm-hmm. because he does that too. You both, you do make people feel comfortable. You make them feel loved. Mm-hmm. You make them feel special and important. Mm-hmm. Tell me some of the things in the book that are going to help kids get there. You want me to read a couple that sure. caught, caught up to me? Well, I mean, every page that I open. <laughs> um, surround yourself with dreamers, not those who are just sleeping. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, Ty. Well, that's the thing. You know, me and Ty have a lot of conversations. And one of the things that he always says is, if I feel like I'm the smartest one in that room, I probably need to change my room. Whoa. (laughs) Because, yeah, I mean, you cap yourself. Yes. You want to be around. That's, again, that positivity begets positivity. You want to be around people that are going to push you, that are going to encourage you, um, that are also going to support you, but are going to give you this thirst to want to do better and be better. Yes. And you can't do that being around people who are, for lack of better words, beneath you, you Mm -hmm. know, not to negate anybody or demean anybody, but you have to be around people that have bigger and greater aspirations than you Mm -hmm. have. It'll keep you on your game. So that particular affirmation, you know, you want to be around dreamers. It's like, it's no fun to play chess with somebody who you can always be. Right. There's right. no challenge, and it doesn't make you get any better. Right. But also, there are some people who have kind of settled in their lives. They're like, this is okay. Mm-hmm. This is good enough. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to gripe about my job the whole time. I'm going to talk bad about people. I'm going to be this way, and they're happy. They're content, mm-hmm. but they're not fulfilling their potential. So it is good to be around people who are ready to fulfill that potential and keep growing. Right. Yeah, it's I like that. Important. Okay, let me find something else here. You can only provoke change through action. And then it says, throughout life, I've seen and dealt with plenty of trials and tribulations, some brought on by life, some brought on by me, 
I thought that was pretty profound. So mm-hmm. instead of complaining or just sitting around not doing anything about certain situations, I decided to change. Mm-hmm. That's like I was talking about, about the jobs. It's like if you don't like your job, change a job. Mm-hmm. Get another job. <laughs> Find one that you love. It's commit or quit, man. Right. And then there's a journal. Yes. Like what? What do you write in that journal? Just whatever you're thinking, um, whatever that particular affirmation sparks in your brain, mm-hmm. something you may wa- might want to remember even if it's an experience that has came into your memory based off of that particular affirmation. Right. So you can better know how to handle it, deal with it in the future. Those kind of things, even, you know, that saying talk is cheap is real because we can talk until we're blue in the face. But if you don't take a step in motion to do anything, right. All that talking is for nothing. I've got a friend who calls them pipe dreams. Mm -hmm. He says, I really need to do this. Mm-hmm. I need to do this. But he doesn't. And all he did with the I need to do that is put some weight and guilt on him. Mm-hmm. And then he's got the weight and guilt of I need to do that too. And I need to do that too. So it's like he's, it's like he's loaded down. Right. It's like he's weighted down. How would somebody get out from under that weight? Well, first they have to understand that life is chess, not checkers. And when what? I say that, I mean that, you know, People are always looking for instant gratification. This is one of the things that I've picked up from some of the many elders that have come across me in my lifetime. There's not necessarily any rush. Things are not going to happen overnight. Yeah. Some things will, but a lot of things, especially the things that require the most work and attention, are not going to happen overnight. So you have to have the self-discipline, the endurance to really know that This is going to be a long game. But here's the thing about that, because that statement can be overwhelming. Yeah, true. It's like, oh, I got this whole mountain to climb. Right. But if you were to climb just a portion of that mountain every single day. Take a step. Even just a step. Take a step. And then look back in 30 days and see how far you've come from that very first step. That's encouragement. Yes. It's encouraging and it's empowering. So. You know, even when we are um, mentoring our men, our young men, we're not putting unrealistic expectations on them. You're not going to come back the next session and be a completely different boy. That's not realistic. And we're not asking for that. You know, we're all human. We make mistakes all the time. But just try and do and be better every day, even if it's just a little bit. Hopefully it's a lot. But Mm -hmm. even if it's just a little bit. Like what would be one thing that you would, hold on, let me remind people, if you're just joining us, I'm Anna Marie and this is Focus. We're talking with Dred Yehuda, the co-founder of Ollie Life Youth Mentor Program. We're talking about uh, Ollieism, uh, which means only living, only living life in excellence. And the book that was written by Ty Garth, and we're talking about the daily affirmations and motivational quotes and things. So what would be one thing that would be a takeaway that you would give to a young man, for example, to be better or to do better a little bit? So, for instance, say there's a a young man who's having difficulties in a particular subject in school. Mm-hmm. Math, which sometimes can be a hard subject Hello? for certain people. Oh, yeah. Um, first of all, knowing that you are not the strongest in that subject is half the battle. You don't want to psych yourself out. Oh, I could do this knowing that you're not and you yeah. can't. Or guilt yourself up by going like, I really should be doing better at this. Right, right. So as far as putting that into action, they are plenty of tutors, teachers even, mm-hmm. stay after class 30 minutes or an hour, stay after school 30 minutes or an hour, three times a week even. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to kind of proportion your time yeah. appropriately, but do those kind of things. 
now, granted, it's not going to be as easy at first, but we get comfort in repetition. And so doing those things three times a week or however many times a week you're able to and really latch and hold to that, mm-hmm. even if you just did that for a semester. Yeah. And you really commit yourself to it. See, that's the other thing. A lot of times we don't hold these children accountable. We want to make them feel like it's truly in their best interest to do these things. It's not for my benefit necessarily. Mm-hmm. You're the one that's going through it. Yeah. Hold them accountable. Give them some kind of responsibility so that when that semester ends and they see that that low C raises to a low B or a high B, mm-hmm. you did that. And then he, yes, I did that. That makes them feel accomplished. Mm-hmm. And then when they can tackle something like that, the idea is, okay, bring on the next thing. Cause I know I did that. Right. It's a ripple effect. Yeah. Right. We want to, we want to encourage a positive ripple effect. You're building on the successes instead of like my friend, I really need to do that. And then I've failed at all of them cause I haven't done anything. You just built on a success. You gave them an achievable goal an attainable goal. And now you're helping them build on their successes. Exactly. Um, I had a, conversation with a young man yesterday afternoon having some issues talking back to his mother and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and we talked out a few issues so what are you going to do about that Mm -hmm. how are you going to stop talking back to him after he admitted to it because at first he didn't i don't know what she's talking about well i could just stop talking back yeah you can definitely do that what else can you do i can just listen to her yes you can do those things um when we ended that conversation i said well i'll check with you next week just to see what kind of progress, because now I'm holding him accountable. Yes. And I want to see what kind of progress he's made in just that week. And if he can tell me and his mother can um, reaffirm Mm -hmm. or confirm that that's what he's been doing, then we'll throw him a few positive affirmations. Good job, man. Keep it up. I told you you could do it. He's going to get off the phone feeling like he's high on the mountain. Yeah. Bring on the next thing, Ma, because we could we could talk about it now. I can listen. Wow. It helps. It helps. I bet you've seen some amazing changes in the kids' lives. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Because um, you've been doing this how long? Almost 12 years officially um, with Ollie. Yeah. But probably um, over 20 years in total, just mentoring young people. We just want to see them do well. You know, at, that, at this point, it doesn't necessarily even matter the race. We just want to see our youth do well. They are the ones that are going to be the future. They're the ones that's going to take care of us when when we get to the point where some of our elders and things like that are right now. Yeah. So we want to make sure that they are equipped effectively so that we don't have to keep fighting that hard. I mean, that's the idea. Right. We want each generation to be better than the previous. Yeah. It's important. And able to take roles of leadership themselves. Exactly. Because kids do. They they model after somebody else's behavior. And if they don't even have anybody in their life to show them the right way of doing things, the positive way of doing things, and then how you help somebody else up that hill that you just made it up. Right. If they don't even have that in their lives. Here's the thing, though, that's crazy about that. Um, first of all, we work for an excellent company. It's called the Nashville Conflict Resolution Center. Mm-hmm. Um, been in business over 20 years now. Um, and we mediate. We don't necessarily mentor. We conduct mediations as a alternative to having youth go into the juvenile system. So I um, had to throw that out there. The Nashville Conflict Resolution Center, um, big shout out to our team. Sarah Fiegel is the executive director. You can check that website, nashvilleconflict.org. Okay. 
But what we have found, especially working with them, is the youth that we mediate with, this generation is special. They have a power and a strength about them that I can even admit that I didn't have when I was their age. Like what? What do you mean? Just that they have like a relentless tunnel vision. When they want something, they're going to go get it. (laughs) They're going to go get it. The only issue is it's misguided sometimes. And so, you know, I think that I wish that we had that kind of resilience when we were their age. Mm Mm-hmm because we would be even more powerful than we feel like we are now. Yeah. Um, I think, though, that we had people around that were able to guide us Mm -hmm. a little bit better. The world wasn't as fast then, which is definitely a con of that now. Mm -hmm. But they are special, and we just want to bring that out and uplift them as much as possible, because when they finally do get it, Mm -hmm. oh, man, oh, I'm be able to sit back and just watch. I'm not going to have to do too much enough. <laughs> That's the kind of confidence me and Ty have in this generation when they get it together. And so it's kind of helping them adjust their sights, change the, the goals that they're shooting for, the things that they're trying to achieve, and then helping them have tools to get there. I think it's a combination. We definitely want to equip them. Um, you know, one of the things about the youth, and I think we did this when we were younger, too. We feel like we know it all. Well, yeah. I know how to, I've experienced this. Or we had a gentleman say, I'm 21, I'm almost 21 years old. I didn't been through, the, uh, wait a minute, let me stop you. Because I don't want to negate or belittle what you have been through, but you're 21 years old. <laughs> you haven't been through anything just yet. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. So we definitely want to equip them. We want to make sure that they have, realistic, achievable goals. And we want to make sure that they have the endurance and the gas to work for them. Big dreams require a lot of things and quick is not one of them. You know, that instant gratification that Mm -hmm. we were talking about earlier, this is a long game. Anything that is easy to acquire is not going to take much to get anyway. Mm -hmm. But these kind of dreams and aspirations that they have, It's going to take planning. It's going to take discipline. It's going to take skills. And that's not something that they're going to get next week. When you talk about planning, are you talking about setting a goal and breaking it down into smaller pieces or? Yes. um, We like for them to have short term and long term goals. Mm. Um, And it's the long term goals that require more planning, obviously. But the short term goals always lead up to the long-term goals. Gotcha. You know, that way they're, when they're fighting and they're pulling, they know what they're reaching for. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I hit this goal. It took me a few months, but I hit it. Then I can hit the next one. Yeah, that one might have took me another few months. But then when you get five, seven, ten years down the line, I hit my ultimate goal for that particular yeah. um, aspect of their life. Of course, now what's the next one? But we want to just continue to encourage that, and we break it up a little, little bit at a time. And reading this kind of book will help you get through some of those daily struggles that you may have while trying to achieve your goal. You're right, because it's like if if I have a goal that might take me a week or two weeks or a month or three months and I get busted the first day Mm -hmm. because I kind of I can't get focused or I can't stay positive, it'll derail me. Right. And people get derailed and they're like, then they lose hope that they can then make it. So this helps keep them on track with being positive mm-hmm. and knowing like if I, even if I didn't do it right today, I can, 
like this one. I just opened it. Through the storms you may endure in life, pray your way to brighter days. Our youth are depending on us to be at our best. Make room for bigger and better things in our lives to happen. Mm-hmm. So this might help somebody just get through the day. That's, that's to get exactly through the, the week, to get through the month. Right. right. To get to the goal. Mm-hmm. And having that faith. You know, sometimes we pray for things and God blesses us quickly. Then there's some things that we pray for for years mm-hmm. that we're still praying for. But just having that faith and having that endurance and that self-determination knowing that if I keep praying for it, if I keep working for it, I'm going to get it. And just imagine if you praying for something or working towards something for 25 years, 30 years, and you finally achieve it or get it. Mm-hmm. That's going to be like the best feeling in the world. I don't know that I had any big goals. I don't think I knew what I wanted to do. How do kids, how do you help kids set goals that are important and achievable? Well, we just encourage them to, to look inside themselves um, because especially some of the younger ones sometimes, they really don't know. Mm-mm. And that's fine. That's fine. Um, but just continue to be observant of yourself. Really make sure that you internalize and understand the things that you like and the things that you're good at. Because I was the same way. I didn't know what I wanted to be when I was 10. Mm-mm. I didn't even really know what I wanted to be when I was 15. But I started to understand that I have leadership qualities I'm intelligent. I make people feel comfortable. And I started to use those things to my benefit and advantage. You know, I have a sociology degree. I know I didn't want to go into social work or even be a researcher. Some of those things I find myself doing now. <laughs> I just wanted to be the best that I could be. So I'm a Gemini as well. And I read about Geminis and one of the characteristics, it says something about us kind of being well-versed in a lot of different things. Yeah. And so, you know, when I read that, I was like, huh. I started looking back on all of the jobs and positions that I've had, random things. Yeah. But I always wanted to just do the best that I could do and be the best that I could be. Fortunately, um, you know, after meeting Ty and we kind of got together, we figured out that this is something that we're really, really good at. Mm -hmm. um, And more importantly, we're passionate about. Yes. Because we can be good at it, but if we're not being effective, what does it matter? Yeah. You know, when it comes from the heart and it comes from your soul, people see that mm-hmm. and they respect it. And so this is what we're doing now. And I love that you said basically it's to be the best that you can be. So that's what Ollie Life is about. Mm-hmm. Only living life in excellence. In, ex- in excellence. Mm-hmm. Only living life in excellence. Ollie mm-hmm. Life. So it's, uh, the, it's the Ollie Life Youth Mentor Program for kids ages 11 to 18, for boys ages 11 to 18. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's what you're helping them do. Live this day as your best in excellence today, in excellence. Yes. And then whatever their goal is, they're going to be ready for it when it finally comes to them that after living all these single days in mm-hmm. excellence, now I'm prepared for this. Exactly. And now when this opportunity comes, it's like, I'm ready. I'm ready. That's what it's about, being ready. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of the youth that we serve come from some low-income neighborhoods, And so there's already targets or stripes on them just for who they are. And so we want them to understand that, but not use that as a crutch. We don't want them to use that as a crutch. Me and Ty come from similar neighborhoods and backgrounds, and this is what we're doing. So it is achievable and it is attainable. I mean, to the point to where you can even 
what we like to call put our own swag on it so that it's comfortable to us. Yes. But it's genuine because this is who we are. This is how we are. And there's a respect that comes with just being authentic. Yeah. We're not trying to emulate anybody else. No disrespect to anybody else. Yes. But we're not trying to be like anybody else. I'm Dred. That's Todd. This is who we are. And the kids, you can be who you are. Exactly. In excellence. And you can still be cool and you can still be charismatic and witty and you can still get respect. You can still be the one if if you are a ladies man or whatever the case. You can still do all of those things being who you are. Yeah. What's the purpose of trying to what what would be the purpose of God making you to be like somebody else? No. Mm -mm. Embrace your individuality and let the world see it. Let it shine. Any final thoughts? Please check our website, ollilifeyouthprogram.org. Ty is actually working on another book. I don't even know when that one is going to be finished yet, but I can't wait for it. No, no. We are working on apparel. We've been doing apparel for a while as well, just by way to support the, the brand. Yeah. Springtime is coming. Summertime is coming. So we're trying to shake it up a little bit, bring out some original material. Good. And then also our partnerships. Again, I have to shout out the Nashville Conflict Resolution Center. They have helped us and really helped elevate us and gave us a platform to be able to do what we do. So, again, Miss Sarah Fiegel, shout out to her, the whole the whole team, JVO team, the AVO team, civil team, all of our donors and board members. We appreciate everything that you all are doing. And then some of our sister organizations, the Fine Design, um, which pretty much does what we do, but with girls. Oh, okay. Which is yes. just as important, if not more. Yeah, yeah, because we got some. Yeah, we got some far out role models. <laughs> yes. Like you, you got to look like this and be like this and act like this and and songs that are out that just that's what's going into our kids' heads. Yes. So I'm glad. I'm so thankful for both of your organizations. Well, we appreciate it. There, it's a group of strong women over there. Yeah. Strong, respectable women, and they have the same passion that we have to just try and empower the youth. I like that you use the word respectable. Mm-hmm. You can be respectable in this world. You don't have to be sleazy. You don't have to be nasty. You don't have to be dirty. You can be a respectable, decent human being Mm -hmm. and be very, very respected. Yes. Be a princess, be a queen, be a prince, be a king. Yeah. Because that's what we are. That's what's in our blood. And when you understand that and really gravitate towards that, you have a different kind of self-respect first. I need to act this way. So that I can be treated this way. Mm -hmm. And those kind of things, they spill over. We're going to put all the websites, all the links on our Focus Facebook page. Thank you, Dred Yehuda. Thank Thank you very much. Ollie Life Youth Mentor Program. And we were talking about the book today, Ty Garth's Ollieism. And we'll put the links to that as well. TrueVinePublishing.org if you want to get more information about that. Thank you, Dred. Thank you. Make sure you join us again next week. I'm Anna Marie, and that's Focus.